Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 177. Hey, my Richards, how are you? We are at the end of the summer, and it's probably the strangest summer we could imagine. And I think we are all starting to realize that the world has changed. The coronavirus is here to stay for the coming months or years. And as entrepreneurs, we should look at the months ahead of us and ask ourselves, what is the best way for me to lead my business to the highest success? And that means, how can I help my customers best at these different challenging times? And now, more than ever, we should all look for the long run. My guest today, Dr. Travis Ziegler, probably said it best. To become an overnight success, he said, you need to be persistent for years and years. Dr. Travis is a unique entrepreneur that combines an innovative approach and product to a health problem on one hand and helps brands to scale their sales on Amazon on the other. And you'll be surprised to hear there is a connection between the two. Before I introduce Dr. Travis Ziegler, I invite you to visit our site, richomiss.com, and join my two Facebook groups, Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out and Entrepreneurial Marketing Success. Dr. Travis Ziegler is a recovering optometrist turned e-commerce entrepreneur. He is a founder of iLove, whose mission is to heal one million dry eye sufferers naturally. Dr. Travis and his wife, Dr. Jenna Ziegler, used the profits from iLove to fund free clinics in Jamaica and the U.S. through their charity, the iLove Cares Foundation. Due to the success of iLove, others have asked if Dr. Travis would help them grow their business online, more specifically with Amazon which is one of his superpowers. As a specialist in Amazon PPC, Dr. Travis blogs about Amazon PPC and selling on Amazon. Travis' favorite quote, Live like you were to die tomorrow. Learn as you were to live forever. Gandhi. Let's meet Dr. Travis Ziegler. Travis Ziegler, what a great pleasure to have you here with me. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show today. I am doing great and I'm really happy you are here with us. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you most passionate about today and where are you heading? Yeah, it's a great question. I think with um, being 36 years old and still, I consider myself young, I think, and being a millennial. You are, you are. I saw you <laughs> and you're very young. <laughs> my career has taken a really crazy turn. I'm originally an optometrist, so my, my passion has always been eyes and more specifically dry eyes. And so the thing I'm passionate about most right now is helping one 
million dry eye sufferers heal their dry eye naturally. That's kind of the basis around um, my main business called I Love. And then the second passion is I love helping brands and brand owners scale their sales on Amazon because we kind of focus on making a lot of sales on Amazon with our products. And people started asking us to help them out. And so I'm both passionate about helping people scale their sales on Amazon or help them learn how to sell on Amazon. And then also to help dry eye sufferers. And they kind of go hand in hand. They may not sound like that, but they do. So (laughs) yeah, um, it's such different words, isn't it? But I can see how it goes together. And then just to throw a little wrench in it, and we we have a foundation as well. And our foundation is all about helping end preventable blindness. And what most people don't know is there's about 1 billion with a B, 1 billion people blind due to a lack of glasses. So glasses that you and I can just buy over the counter at a store, a pair of reading glasses. Yeah. People are blind due to not having those. And, you know, we're trying to put a dent in that 1 billion number. And right now we do about three mission trips a year to help, you know, put glasses on two to 3,000 people per mission trip. But our goal is sustainability and we work kind of exclusively in the Caribbean. That's kind of our most passionate area that we work in. Wow. What a beautiful story and what a beautiful entrepreneurship you have. If I would ask you what is the main business, either the dry eye or the Amazon one, what would your answer be? Definitely the dry eye one. So that's the one we started five years ago, and that's kind of the one that takes most of our focus, and that's the one that we like to focus on the most. So you probably know that it's not that every day somebody is coming and telling me about a dry eye. So tell us the story. How did it start? What does it mean? Yeah, great question. And I'm an optometrist by trade. Graduated in 2010 from Ohio State. And my wife is an optometrist as well. She graduated in 2011. Okay. Um, We were working for my uncle and we had fun. We were working for my uncle as an employee, but I just felt like there was something missing. And I got the entrepreneur bug. Didn't know what it was at the time, uh, but my uncle did. He he saw (laughs) it in me. And my wife and I did the three things you're not supposed to do. We moved across the country from Ohio to South Carolina in the United States, <laughs> okay. and we quit our jobs, and we started two practices, Colt. So we just opened up two practices, and while we were doing these two practices, we came across a course that was all about selling on Amazon. And so during starting these practices and seeing all these dry eye customers, we started learning how to sell products online too. Um, we actually started out as a sunglass company online, and then through our journey of practice, through our journey of selling online, and through just meeting more and more people, we just realized how big of a problem dry eye is. It, it affects about 40 million Americans alone. And so, of course, even more worldwide. Sure. But 40 million Americans. It's more than 10%. It is more than 10%. So, yeah, there's about 300 million Americans now. And so it's more than 10%. Wow. And it's something that products that were out on the market, they, they're expensive. And you know, this product that we were selling to our patients was $30 a month, and then they increased the price to $300 a month. And, you know, we had somebody come to us and ask us if we could develop it. And so that's when our first product was born for that specific space for for eye health. So we were a sunglass company. We shifted into the dry eye market when we came out with this first product. It's called Hydrate Linen Lash Cleanser, and it's been out for about three years now. And it was all a result of just listening to our customer. And so listening to our customers told us what to come out with. And then ever since then, we've kind of been on a mission to come out with more and more products around health, around eye health specifically, 
that are organic and natural and they have fewer ingredients and they're not causing more harm than good. So it all started about three years ago just by listening to our patients and listening to our customers. So, and ever since then, it's been a fun journey. And you know that this is one of the most important things for me because I believe that's how you succeed through listening to your customers. So I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, and that that is, you know, I, I think if we had key takeaways for this podcast, that'd be key takeaway number one is listen to your patients, listen to your customers because they're gonna they're the ones buying from you. They're the ones making your paying your paychecks. So they're gonna tell you exactly what they want. And it's your job to not listen to yourself, but listen to them. Hmm. Beautiful. Today you're in entrepreneurship. You're working together. Yeah. So um, do you mean my wife and I? Yeah. Yeah. So she's my COO. So she runs all the operations and I'm more of the CEO role. So we always joke that I try to 10x the business and she tries to prevent us from going bankrupt. And so <laughs> very, very different minds. I'm more of the entrepreneur, growth-minded, always want to do something new, um, never want to finish anything, and she's the finisher. So she takes my <laughs> crazy ideas, eliminates nine of them, and then she goes forward with one of them and then gets our team on board to, to kind of keep it going. So yeah, we do work together. Uh, her office is literally 10 feet from mine, and <laughs> we are together pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 wow. days a year. So Wow. Um, I think this is the, are, the, the biggest challenge, isn't it? Uh, it can be. I mean, we get along, along <laughs> pretty well. We don't, and we have a toddler in the mix too, so that, that helps too. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about three things that you did that you shouldn't do, and I think that probably is the fourth, isn't it? <laughs> it's... Working together. <laughs> Hey, it's been nonstop since 2015, so we've enjoyed every second, mm. uh, and I'm like sure I said, we do. get along well, so. I'm sure you do. What would be, besides listen to your customers, which you already said, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listens to us right now? Yeah, I think some of my favorite advice is that, you know, to become an overnight success, you just need to be persistent for years and years, mm. and people think that people that have big businesses, like all the problems will go away and they, they did it overnight. And the biggest thing that we've taken away from this whole journey is that the only reason we're successful and somebody else isn't is because we wake up every single day knowing exactly what we need to do that day in order to move our business forward. And what most people do is they, they, they go into a business because somebody else made money doing it and it's not really for them. We found what we like to do and we just do that every single day. Mm. And when you're persistent long enough, everything pays off. Your business will grow. You'll hit a tipping point, as um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about his tipping point idea, where if you just keep going, eventually you'll hit that that threshold where then everything starts to snowball. And once that snowball starts rolling down a hill, you just can't stop it at that point. And that's what can happen with your business. It's also called the flywheel effect, um, is just to be persistent and wake up every day thinking, what's the one thing I can do today to move my business forward? And don't do anything else until you do that one thing. And that's what we focus on so much is I know my one thing is podcast interviews hmm. and content creation. And so me being on your podcast, I try to get on at least one podcast a week, wow. um, either for business or for health. And getting in front of other people's audiences is my one thing, because hopefully one of your listeners will resonate with what we're saying. And then they'll come either follow us from the health side or follow us from the business side. And so I'm persistently doing that every single week. And it just pays off over years and years of doing that. And so persistence is probably my best takeaway that, that your listeners could, 
could take away from this. Wow, I love this advice. And I must say that when you told me how your business came through and how it all happened, it sounded like you really succeeded overnight. Exactly. And in the exact opposite case, it's something that feels like it's overnight. But even though you grow and you're still growing, every single level of business has its own problems. So we have problems today that we didn't have when we were small. And we'll have problems tomorrow that we didn't have today because we're bigger, hopefully. <laughs> and But yeah, definitely not an overnight success. It's something that we've taken. I mean, we've been around for five years and the dry eye side of things has been around for three years. And so it's not something that happened overnight. It's something that just happened as a result of just keep, we just kept going. <laughs> and the other thing I want to talk with you is actually you have chosen podcasts as your main channel. to actually approach your potential customers? We do mostly YouTube interviews, actually. YouTube interviews are our biggest one. Okay. And then podcasts is there too. So when it depends on whatever audience you're trying to go after. So our YouTube channel is called The Dry Eye Show. Yeah. And we talk about all things health and, of course, dry eye. And we have about 41,000 followers as, wow. at the time of this recording. Fantastic. And yeah, thank you. And yeah. So to grow that, I try to get on other people's YouTube channels. And so people that have a similar size following, a smaller following, a bigger following, and that's kind of my mingle. And what I do is I, I interview them first on our channel hmm. and then in hopes they'll interview me on their channel. And so we always try to give value first to somebody as a result of them giving it back to us. So you always want to kind of put deposits in somebody's bank. And then with the podcast side of things, If you want to grow a podcast, you need to get on other people's podcasts because podcast listeners tend to go over to other podcasts. We have a podcast as well. It's called The Dry Eye Show. Okay. And it's a more health-based podcast. But yeah, we just try to get in front of other people's audiences. And you want to make sure it's a similar demographic to what you're going after. And so like I said, with this podcast, I knew it was an entrepreneur podcast. So we would talk about growing businesses and hopefully if it resonates with somebody, then They'll come follow me hmm. and then maybe we'll get a client off of it or something. That's not my whole goal of this. It's also to provide value for your audience. Well, and because I just love to do this, I love to, to talk to other people that are like-minded. I love that. And I love this approach. And I think it's the first time that I hear somebody that really have chosen to focus so much on interviews in order to get to the audience you want. And it obviously works for you. So it really sounds very interesting. We are talking about focusing all the time. And I'm really happy to hear that. We already know you've got successes, and I'll ask you about that in a minute. But first, I would like to ask you to share with us your biggest, most critical failure with customers, the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most. Yeah, it's a great question. Failure with customers, uh, that was the year 2019. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we were two years into the dry eye journey and we had grown this audience. So we, our, our main focus area is our dry eye syndrome support community on Facebook. Okay. Facebook, we have a group that's about 12,000, very active group. And our goal with that group is just to provide value and to just build the audience and just serve them because the testimonials we get out of there by just serving them, by teaching them other methods to treat their dry eye yeah. other than what they've. they've heard in their doctor's office has been like where we generate the best testimonials and the most fulfillment. So in 2019, 
so that we built the dry eye sector the first two years on providing value and just doing everything for the customer. So in 2019, you know, we decided that we were going to try direct response marketing. Okay. And for your audience that doesn't know what direct response marketing is, is where I know you do, mm-hmm. but you put up a landing page, you drive cold traffic to it, meaning people that have never heard of you. Then you try to sell them on this landing page. So we hired some team members to do this for us. We were spending 30,000 a month on Facebook ads and it just felt gross. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like us. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't our approach. We did it for eight long months. We lost over $250,000 doing it as a result of a net loss because, you know, it's going to pay off in the long run. And so we we had this huge loss last year. We actually, at the end of last year, we let our whole team go. That was direct response. And this year in 2020, even though it has been a tough year with everything going on, we went back to our roots, which was providing value mm-hmm. and just being ourselves and just worrying about the value and everything else to take care of itself. And so we went from the service mentality that we used to have to the selling mentality in 2019. And we lost more money than we, we, we did the exact same amount of revenue that we did the year before, but our profit was like half of what it was the year before. And now fast forward to this year, we went back to that service mentality and we've already done more. We've almost done more in revenue than we did last year. And our profit is like almost 5x what it was last year. Wow. It's the corona year. Let's exactly. remind all our listeners that we are talking about 2020, which is the corona year. So it's amazing. The same revenue as last year. It's amazing. Yeah. And we actually should grow by the end of the year, obviously. And we almost might not quite double our business, but all we did was we went back to service. And we went away from sale mode, went back to service mode because the more people you can serve, the more money you're going to make. And money is a byproduct of serving someone. And do you know who said that? I don't. Is it Zig Ziglar? Yeah, it was Zig Ziglar. <laughs> we just talked to him in the beginning about the name, the family name. I'm just telling our listeners. So I mentioned Zig Ziglar. I couldn't help myself. And Zig Ziglar is the one that said that as many people you serve, the biggest your, um, your success will be. Yeah, that's great. And it's true. I mean... We, when we serve, we make more money, and it's just a great byproduct of being fulfilled from service. Well, now I would like you to tell me the story of the greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching your customers. Yeah, that's a great question as well, and it kind of, I'll, I'll do two of them. Please do. We love successes. Yeah, the first one is what we talked about earlier. So in 2017, one of my patients actually in my practice came up to me and said, they changed the price of this product from $30 to $300. Can you make one better or one that's more affordable? And that is our star product. And if I didn't listen to them, I would not, I would not be here talking to you. Maybe I wouldn't have a, a huge dry eye business, but the result of listening to my customers. And so we make a conscious effort to do polls in our community. We do tons of surveys and they're not annoying surveys. Um, They're just kind of like, hey, what can we do better? Or, um, you know, very simple surveys just to get an idea like, hey, we're thinking about coming out with these five products. Which one do you like better? Listening to your customers, letting them tell you what to come out with next is so critical when you want to sell more products in, in the long run is ask your customers because your customers 
and especially ask your ideal customers because 80% of your revenue is coming from 20% of your customers. Sure. Find that 20% and ask them because they're the ones that are going to buy it off of you. And so that's kind of the, the first success is just listening to your customers. And then I would say the second success yeah. is exactly what we've been talking about as well, focusing on that service because hmm. that's all we do. I, I kid you not, that's all we do. We made our business so incredibly simple this year by just focusing on serving. And hmm. whenever we want to think of doing something else new, we think, how does this serve our customer better? And so our customer demographic is a 61-year-old female, and her name is Judy. Hmm. And the question came up was, what does Judy want? Judy actually wants to find our products in stores because she likes being in stores, buying something over online because we get that question all the time. Really? And so hmm. the next hire we just did, we just hired him, uh, it's been about a month now, is a retail specialist who is going to try to get us in retail. And so the CVSs, the Walmarts, the vitamin shops, all of those, that's our goal is to get into store shelves. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I did come from the traditional world to the online world. And once you manage to build it online, I'm sure the traditional world will do so many good things to your business, will help you increase this business so widely and so fast. You will be surprised. Yeah, and that's kind of the goal. And, um, you know, we're hoping with Amazon acquiring Whole Foods that since we're one of the best sellers on Amazon with a couple of our products, that hopefully... Whole Foods will just say, hey, these guys are selling well on Love. Amazon. We should probably just put them in our stores. So I'm hoping that will happen too. It sounds great. And I do believe that Amazon, we talked about it in one of our podcasts, but I do believe that they are doing a lot to also bring their products or the best products to Whole Foods or to the retail world. That's why they bought them, isn't it? I would like to hear about that once you know. So uh, let me know. Yeah, we're only a month in, so... but Update us, and I'll be very happy to update uh, the listeners or maybe have a small chat and, and uh, let our listeners know how it goes. It's an interesting trial because usually it used to go the other side around. It used to start from traditional and then go online, and today we are doing that as well in many cases. And you are doing the opposite. And I'm very curious to hear how it's succeeded. So let me know. Yeah, definitely will do that. Hmm. Can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing, or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and helps you succeed so much. It might help other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, so I'll keep it simple. I mean, I'm not going to give you another tool because we don't actually use that many tools, to, to tell you the truth, only a couple because we, again, try are trying to simplify our business as much as possible. But the biggest tool that has made the biggest difference in our business is a Facebook group. And so Facebook groups, hmm. I believe that they're, they're here to stay. Um, and this just depends on your business. And I can even take it a step further and just say, your audience is your biggest tool. Hmm. And so wow. our Facebook group is a community of dry eye sufferers. So our target demographic, it's 12,000 people strong. It's our target demographic. And we just need to educate them on different ways to treat their dry eye. Because to backpedal just a little bit, and I'll, I'll keep this brief, it, we were told that we could never have kids. 
and we tried everything in Western medicine, yeah. everything up to IVF, which is Whoa. in vitro fertilization. Yeah. And the day of our IVF appointment, I woke up and I said, this isn't for us. I don't want to go do this. Let's cancel the appointment. So we canceled the appointment and we explored Eastern medicine. And within three to five months, Eastern medicine, we got pregnant. Oh. And so three years of struggling and nothing worked with Western medicine, three months of Eastern medicine and we were pregnant and our son is now two and a half years old. Wow. So I'm so happy to hear that. So what that did for us is it made us, it shifted our minds. So here we are, we're Western medicine trained optometrists, eye doctors, and I no longer believed in the drops I was prescribing. Hmm. And so I was like, if this worked for infertility, why can't this work for dry eye? And so we wrote a book called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. And the whole concept behind the book is why don't we treat dry eye as a symptom to an overall disease state in your body? Oh. And so what we teach people to do is get their body right, get their mind right, get their spirit right, and then their dry eye will hopefully go away. And so we created a course called the Dry Eye Bootcamp Challenge. It's free. It's um, eight weeks long, and you get one video a week. And then our book is all about the same thing, the Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment book. It's, it's an eight-week program that essentially makes you or encourages one small but mighty change per week to make a big difference in your body and how you feel. And so it's great for entrepreneurs too, because if you go through this eight weeks of what the book teaches, it will teach you how to, to get more mental clarity, how to feel better, how to, how to look better, how to just, just be better. And so that right there is not a, what a doctor is going to talk to you about in the chair because he just doesn't have time. Sure. That's the beauty of online space is I can come out with a video and it's out there forever. And so sending people through that boot camp and reading our book has made a huge difference in their lives. And we don't sell any of our products in those programs. It's just, <laughs> it's just a, a teaching them a natural, holistic way to live. But as a result, they then trust us more and they're going to buy our products as a result because we have natural and organic products. So it goes along with the boot camp. And so to go back to your original question, the Facebook group has led to huge differences in everything we do as far as products we come out with, how we serve, and then what we do next. And so a Facebook group is probably my favorite tool. That was a long-winded answer for a tool. It was a beautiful answer, and I love your answer because I believe in Facebook groups as well very much. We are doing that, and we have Facebook groups, and I am part of a very big Facebook group, and um, I think it's an excellent tool. There are many factors that affect our success However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? So the one key success factor that I have is, and I think this is true for a lot of entrepreneurs, is your mind. You have to keep your mind right. And if you don't keep your mind right, your, your business will flow wherever your mind is. And I'll, I'll give a quick story around this too. Please Last do. year, we about sold our business, oh. and we were so close. We were a signature away from selling it, and it was because our mind, our mind space mentally was just so messed up. We weren't following the right mentors. We weren't listening to the right books. We weren't listening to the right things, and I'm glad. It was funny because right before we went to sign, my old mentor, who I no longer had as a coach, He was on stage at an event I was at, and it was exactly what I needed to hear at that time because it made us not sell. <laughs> and we got rid of every coach we had at that time and went back to him. And now <laughs> I've been with him for about a, 
the past year. And my mind has been right for the last year and we've almost doubled our growth. Whereas then when I left him the first time around and went with another coach, it messed my mind up so much that we went down in profit, stayed the same in revenue. And so really making sure that your mind is right. So whatever you need to do to do that. So I have a coach that, and then I have a mastermind group. And these are people that are at either at my level or at a higher level than I am. I also have a mentor group where I coach people that are at a lower level than me. Hmm. And so I'm a coach, but I am being coached and that kind of keeps me grounded. And then it also pushes me further. And then I also meditate. I meditate a lot. And so mm-hmm. I try to meditate every morning. I try to stay consistent with that because when I don't meditate and when I don't eat right, my mind isn't right. And when my mind's not right, our business isn't right. And so my mind is my most important thing. And so I'm very careful with who I hang out with, who I'm around, what I put in my mind. I don't listen to the news. I watch very little TV. Um, TV's like a pleasure of mine. I love movies. Mm-hmm. Romantic comedies are my favorite. Um, but because <laughs> I, I, because they're feel good, you know, they make you laugh and they make you feel good. So I, I just don't like to put anything negative in my mind. And so really making sure your mind's right is probably my biggest success key metric or key thing that I try to keep right. I love that. And I think you said something else. I think you talked about how important your coaches were for you. But you also talked about how dangerous the wrong cultures can be for a business. And I think people are not talking about that. And you should really be very cautious about choosing the right mentor for you. And I'll add that is if you're not sure if the coach is right for you, ask yourself after you have a session with them if they make you feel better or if you're, you're feeling overwhelmed. Because a, a coach that's good should make you feel better. They should make you feel more clarity. It shouldn't make you feel the opposite. It shouldn't make you feel like overwhelmed, anxious or anything like that. Because my coach was for that year, every time I left a session with him, a mastermind with him, anything with him, I was, I was anxious. I was overwhelmed. I was just like, I shouldn't feel this way when I'm done with my coach. My coach should be there to clear up my mind, not to clutter it. And so that's how Mm -hmm. I kind of could tell the difference between a good coach and a bad coach. Thanks for that. And my final question, before I'll ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And as our listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of marketing first in the mind of customers as climbing a mountain. I'm talking about building their awareness and then one step ahead, building the know, like, and trust, and then going to build the brand and the perception. And Then I made a switch to entrepreneurial marketing and found out that being an entrepreneur is even climbing higher mountains than I ever thought. So at some point I started to ask my guests whether they ever climbed a mountain or wish to climb a mountain or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? (laughs) And that's what I'm asking you. Yeah, so um, I'm going to do both the the, the physical and the metaphorical mountain. So that would be fantastic. I've climbed a lot of mountains in my day, never like the Mount Kilimanjaro's or the biggest mountains or peaks on wow. all the, the continents. But um, I have a mountain in my backyard and I live in the hills of, of Texas. Yes, Texas does have hills. <laughs> and we live in a community that's actually, it's on the, it's in the side of a mountain or a hill that is the highest point in our county. 
Okay. So I it's a it's a one point seven mile straight up run, and I do that at least twice a week. Wow. Sometimes pushing my son in a stroller <laughs> because or he's on my back on a backpack because the challenge of it and just the accomplishment of it. But I love getting to the top of that, that hill or the mountain, whatever you want to say. And the view from up there is just gorgeous. And so I love with that view, like I did it just two days ago at sunrise wow. and the view is gorgeous. And then I'll do it at sunset. The view is gorgeous because it's just a panoramic view of our entire County almost because every day is a clear day at Texas in Texas. So yeah. <laughs> um, I did it yesterday when it was a hundred degrees out just to see if I could do it, which was not smart. Don't recommend doing that. <laughs> So I like climbing that physical mountain every single day because it gives me that sense of accomplishment. Plus, I wouldn't mind living up there someday, you know, living on top of the mountain. And then metaphorically, our mission is to heal one million dry sufferers naturally. And we haven't reached that. And so I look at that mountain every single day and I think to myself, how can I reach another dry eye sufferer today? That's what I wake up every morning thinking. How can I reach another dry eye sufferer today? What can I do today to help another dry eye sufferer? or to, to get a dry eye sufferer to know about our work, because I believe that the work that my wife and I are doing for dry eye is some of the best in the world because of our different approach that we take to it. And when people find out about us, then they're able to feel kind of a sense of ease because it's we tell them information that they've never heard before with dry eye. And that mountain of trying to get to that million, I'd love to get to the 40 million, but just getting to that million is my mountain that I'm climbing right now. Wow, I love this mountain. And when are you going to reach the peak? Do you know? So the the one million dry eye sufferers, we're trying to reach it by 2030 is our goal. Wow, that's a beautiful one. It's a beautiful because you are combining all together. You're combining doing really making a difference and really helping people and really living the right lives and helping people really live the right lives. And also helping the business world by your online approach. So it's great to hear that. And uh, I just want to ask you, what would be the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, so the easiest way to find me is on Facebook. Look for Dr. Travis Ziegler, D-R-T-R-A-V-I-S-Z-I-G-L-E-R. Um, add me as a friend, shoot me a message, whatever you want to do. Um, If you're, if you're a brand owner and you sell physical products online, that's kind of what we specialize in. Um, I have an agency that helps people get on Amazon. And so if you're interested in that, just go to Amazon PPC, yeah. as in pay-per-click, AmazonPPCProfessionals.com. AmazonPPCProfessionals.com, there's a little form there. You fill it out, it comes straight to me. And then we can jump on a call and see if we're the right fit. We don't work with everyone. Um, we're very selective with who we work with because we want to make sure it's the right fit for you and for us. And then... If you do have dry eye sufferers out there and you guys are interested in trying our product, we have a free offer for your listeners. They just have to pay shipping to get it to them. It's at freehydrate.com. So like hydration, yeah. freehydrate.com. Freehydrate.com. And we will have all of these links in the show notes of this interview. Travis, or should I say Dr. Ziegler, I would like to thank you so much. for this conversation. It has been a pleasure talking with you. It was just so interesting. And I think you're bringing a very fresh approach to many of the things that we are talking about every day. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Take care. And 2030, 
We are waiting for the one million dry eye, but I am waiting to hear about uh, how your new approach works. So let me know. Yeah, we'll definitely keep you updated. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.